Destination Medicine is a collaborative initiative of regional training hubs. With first-hand lessons learned from those who have gone before, this podcast is designed to assist and inspire anyone interested in pursuing a medical career in rural and regional Australia. Welcome to Destination Medicine. I'm Nicole Goodman. Dr Sally Butchers is a general surgeon based in Lismore, New South Wales. She's part of the Lismore Base Hospital Theatre Management Committee and Trauma Committee, and she's also involved with a local breast screening unit. More than that, Sally's recently chaired the Rural Section of the Royal Australasian College of Surgeons, or RACS, and is a member of the New South Wales State Committee, where she's involved in promoting rural surgical services. Sally's a dedicated member of her local surgical community, and her career working in rural Australia is a decorated one. Sally has a special interest in women in surgery, younger fellows, and rural surgery, and she's always keen to make links with trainees. She started her own training at Prince of Wales Hospital in Sydney, but was seconded to Lismore as an intern and registrar. She gained her fellowship in 2005, spent a couple of years in the UK, and returned to Lismore as a consultant in 2008. And there she remains, happy to be in a rural setting and very busy. Sally Butchers takes Heather Dawson back to the start, a very early start, to her interest in surgery. Where did her inspiration come from? It's something that I've always wanted to do. Um, Apparently, even when I was three years old, I wanted to do it and asked my mother if I could take my brother to show and tell after he'd been circumcised. But I also did work experience in Year 10 at a paediatric surgery at Camperdown Children's Hospital and absolutely loved it. There was never anything else that I wanted to do. And at one point during that work experience in Year 10, I was saying to mum, don't come and pick me up. I haven't finished operating yet. I'll call you when I'm finished. So probably not what most people do on their work experience When I became an intern and was choosing what I wanted to do, the surgical side of emergency and patient care was always what interested me the most. It was what held my attention and just something that I, again, continued to want to do. So Sally, when you trained, where did you need to be to undertake your sex training? When I was doing training, um, I was based in the city. I was based in Sydney, but I did have terms in Lismore and Coffs Harbour, both as an intern and an RMO. I didn't have the option of doing rural preferential training, which is what they do now, but I made sure that I did do some terms in country places. I was pre-set training, so um, before 2000, so things are quite different now, but I, I do feel that people need to be aware that the set application process puts no emphasis on where you are at the time that you're applying. It looks at what you've done and the skills that you've obtained, but it doesn't discriminate if you're doing a rural term at the time of your application. I often talk to my preset doctors now that I work with and explain to them that rural preset work often gets you more exposure to surgery, you get more skill acquisition, and and you also get to know the consultant's better, which is something that's important when you're looking for referees that are going to be supportive of you because they know you better, know what skills you've obtained, that they'll be able to give you a good reference, which would be helpful for getting on to set training. 
Now, Sally, surgery has traditionally been a very male-dominated profession. And while the college is positive about improving the opportunities for women to enter the surgical training programme, were there barriers to women pursuing surgical careers when you were training? I didn't necessarily come across them myself, but I'm sure that there were some issues for other females to do surgical training. One in particular, obviously, would be having children. Having said that, there are a lot of female surgeons that I know who have children and have very successful careers. One of the things that the college is working on now more so than probably what was when I started doing my training was looking at flexible part-time training and offering that to both men and women because work-life balance is important to both genders and not just a female issue. And I think that is a positive that the college has been working on. So, Sally, would you have any advice for women wanting to pursue a surgical career? I would definitely say to someone that if you are interested in surgery and that's something that you really want to do, then go for it. One of the things that any career in medicine has lots of hurdles, but if you're not interested in what you're doing, not keen to do it, then you're less likely to succeed and even less likely to have a satisfying career. I think it is possible to combine both work and life to get that balance, but I would hate to discourage anyone, in particular women, from doing surgery because I think they do have a lot of qualities that lend themselves to being very good surgeons. The other thing that I would suggest is that if you do have an interest in surgery, finding a mentor finding a group of people that share your interests to support you through that from medical students all the way up would be something I would recommend. Um, The rural section of the college, again, which I've had most to do with having been the recent chair of it, has um, the ability for medical students and junior doctors as well as trainees and fellows to be on it so that, that we can foster, mentor and support people who have an interest and make sure that we're doing everything possible to not lose them and help them with their path through surgery. As with any other specialty, that's not an easy path, but there are people who've been through it that would be very happy to support junior doctors coming through. Well, you are a mentor for aspiring female surgeons, but when you were a medical student and junior doctor, was there someone who supported you and helped you navigate the process of training as a surgeon? I definitely had mentors and not just surgical mentors. In fact, one couple that really did support me were a husband-wife team of a female surgeon and a, a male anaesthetist. And I could get different aspects from both of them, but found that very helpful. The other one who probably gave me my best bit of advice was an anaesthetic consultant who I was doing an anaesthetic term at the time and I just failed my surgical primaries and I was looking at jumping ship and going to do anaesthetics. And he said to me that all specialties have their difficult times. And he was the one that really fostered that idea that unless you're doing what you love, you're not going to do well at it. You're not going to succeed. When I was doing that job, I spent more time after the patient was asleep looking at what the surgeon was doing. So it really reinforced to me that that was where my heart lay and that was where I was going to stay. And I did. And I'm very happy that I did. So it doesn't necessarily have to be surgical. There are people out there who will help you in a lot of ways because no one wants to see anyone fail and they want to make sure that people with a dream get to fulfill that. So look maybe a bit more broadly, but definitely look for surgeons that will inspire you as well. 
Well, you've been a, a fellowed surgeon now for 14 years, working in regional Australia since 2008. With everything you've learned and experienced about surgery as a profession, what would you say are the benefits of your choice to practice in a regional area? I get asked this question a fair bit and my first answer response to this any time is that where I live there is no traffic. It takes me less than 15 minutes to go to work and I know that's not a very important surgical thing but when you work long hours, if you don't have to drive far to get home, which was unlike what I had to do when I was a registrar in Sydney, it makes a huge difference and that is probably one of the impacts for work-life balance for me is to be able to get home quickly. I live in a beautiful space, I have a fantastic house and I also have fantastic friends around me to give that support outside of work and I think also where I've ended up working and I'm sure it's not just particular to my area, I have very supportive colleagues within a smaller regional centre and that's not just surgical, it's medical, it's nursing, it's allied health. I know who I'm working with on often a first-name basis and we work well together as a team, which is very important for surgery. And I love being involved in my local community, not just helping local people with their health issues, but also doing other things like I have been involved with some charity fundraising recently. I've been doing arts in the local area. I've been involved in sponsoring art programs for mental health support and also playing sport. So I think for me and for helping me in my surgical career, having a supportive community both inside and outside of my profession is, has been fantastic and, and will hopefully continue for many years. Dr Sally Butchers, Lismore, New South Wales. This is Destination Medicine. Thanks for listening. Regional training hubs are supported by funding from the Australian Government under the Rural Health Multidisciplinary Training Programme.